Atmosphere Church podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this service. We pray that it will touch your heart and change your life. In addition to bringing you today's service, we want to make ourselves available to you in any way we can. If you need prayer or just someone to talk with, please send us an email to info at atmosphere.church. Someone from our team will be sure to connect with you. We have already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life God has called you to live. Enjoy the message. We want to talk this morning. This is uh, a message that uh, God really laid on my heart this past week, and it's just surreal. I mean, we talked last week at church uh, about this idea, and if you missed last week, the whole message was called Not Afraid. So if you've been really struggling with being anxious and fearful and just in a panic mode, we encourage you to go back to listen to our message that we gave last week. It will really help you. And uh, it was a a good message, but I want to talk this morning about the greatness of God. And as Tara and I were kind of walking through this space, it just, you guys are probably like us, like every once in a while, it just kind of hits us what's happening. It's like, there's, there's a way that we can kind of fake our heads and we're just kind of, you know, going through what we're normally used to and then it just like hits you. Like, oh my goodness, like pretty much the world has been interrupted. Not, not just the Conejo Valley, n- not just California, not, not just our nation. The whole world is feeling this and it's crazy to think about that. But what I want to do before we get into this talk, I want us to just take a deep breath, exhale, and I want us to laugh a little bit because right now there are so many people out there creating memes and we just got to, we got to be able to take a minute before we get into uh, this morning's text and and just be able to to just smile and laugh, all right? So I want to show you some of my top favorite memes that I have received this week and I'll have them put it up on the screen. Here's the first one. Those CVS receipts are finally paying off. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how many of you shop at CVS, but every time I go there, man, they give me a big old roll of receipt paper. Let's go to the next one. Me after washing my hands 20 seconds, 57 times in one day. <laughs> uh, that's the Terminator for you. Uh, by the way, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is posting some super funny uh, stay-at-home videos uh, on, I think it's on Instagram, so you got to check those out. Uh, a little shout-out to uh, Kenzie's parents and their donkey rescue. He has uh, a couple donkeys in his videos, so so awesome. Uh, here's the, the next one. Day two of no sports. Found a young lady on my couch yesterday. Apparently, she's my wife. She seems nice. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably my favorite. Um but uh, we're all going through sports withdrawal right now. By the way, my, my son is uh, such a, a sports fan. And today is his 20th birthday. So happy birthday, son. Uh, for the first time, Tara and I have no teenagers a part of our fam. It's kind of a weird deal. But uh, happy 20th birthday, Josiah. And then uh, here's the next one. Looking at the map for weekend travel plans. <laughs> That's a picture of the house there. That is super funny. 
And my final one uh, is a video that uh, uh, my friend sent to me, and it's super funny. Go ahead and watch this. Because of coronavirus, you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B? B. B. I just couldn't stop B. laughing at that uh, video. So it's, uh, it's kind of surreal. We're living with our families and and uh life kind of continues to go on and and uh our prayers with you we love you guys uh this breaks our heart not to be able to to be together physically and we know regardless how long this lasts we know that we are a phone call a text message away so if you need prayer if you just need somebody to talk with we're still here for you even though we can't gather on sundays like this we're, we're still here for you um these are unprecedented times. And as I was thinking about what we needed to talk about this morning before I even get into it, uh, I just want to give a shout out to all of our first responders and healthcare workers and thank you from the bottom of my heart for just being present. And not just our healthcare workers, but let's give it up for the grocery store employees. I mean, wow. They are working hard and, you know, having to uh, slap the, the five bags of toilet paper rolls that people are trying to buy and hoard and, and they're having to be the heavies in this whole situation. But just thank you from the bottom of our heart. Uh, we just, uh, just adore you. Uh, all the delivery people. Uh, people uh, from Amazon to UPS to, uh, you know, even the truck drivers uh, that are having to go. I, I saw this too, and, and uh, I, I thought this was really good, you know, because a lot of the restaurants are closed. These guys with big diesels, they can't pull their diesel into the drive throughs So if you see a guy that's maybe uh, on the side there uh, of the road, offer to maybe go through the drive through for him. And uh, that way, you know, he uh, has the ability to do that. Um I also want to just highlight uh, just a, a thank you to those of you that are part of our Atmosphere Church family. Just thank you for your generosity. And even though we haven't been able to be together, I know some of you that follow us on social media, you know uh, that we've been actively partnering this week with Senior Concerns. It's a, a center for seniors in Thousand Oaks that are really taking a hit right now. Uh, trying to scramble and figure out how they might be able to serve our community in a different way. They're typically used to accepting seniors during the day, but because of this uh, uh, stay-at-home policy, the seniors are now calling them, saying they're out of basic supplies like toilet paper, paper towels, and, and like a lot of us, they're scrambling to try to figure out how they're going to get these supplies. However, they're challenged because they're told they're being told not to leave their home. And so we partner with them this week. We brought them some groceries. Thanks to your generosity, we were able to do that. They're looking for more. Uh, so you might want to uh, be able to uh, look at our social media and get the address. And, and they're accepting uh, donations Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, but also, uh, your generosity has allowed us to help some of our own atmosphere families that are hurting in the season. And, and uh, we just want to uh, encourage you. 
during the season, continue uh, to be faithful to God. And we are going to be great stewards with the resources that you share with us. And some of you are wondering how you might be able to continue to give, to pay your tithes and offerings in that way. And we just want to highlight the fact that there are three ways that you can still give during this season uh, if you choose to do so. The first one is through our website at atmosphere.church. Slash give. And so you can go right and give directly on our website. It's a a secure method of being able to give. You can also text uh, your gift. And um, all you have to do is text 84321 and you follow the prompts and it'll walk you through it. And then there's the third way, and that's just the old school way just mail. Uh, something in. And so you go to our website, you can find our mailing address there. It's P.O. Box 6758 uh, in Westlake. But uh, outside of that, thank you guys uh, just for your continual um, generosity and support of Atmosphere Church. And, and we're looking to do some great, th- great things during the season. Now, with this in mind, I want to talk about our stamina right now because some of you are in a very, very dark place. And I want to speak into that space for a minute because we're not used to having to dig deep. And this whole pandemic has forced us to have to dig deep. And I know because of what God has called me to, I'm not out there doing manual labor like so many of you guys are doing. And I commend you guys that are out there, especially those of you that are still in the desert and you have to work outside in the middle of July and August in Bakersfield and Vegas or wherever you know, you're watching from. It gets hot out there. And after a while, when you work like that, you kind of get accustomed to it and it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't affect you as much. Uh, but if you haven't done manual labor like that, especially on a hot summer day in a desert town like Bakersfield or Vegas, and you're put out there to do that, man, it can just exhaust you quick. I remember just about a year ago, I was doing some digging in our backyard, and it was a hot summer day, and we needed to uh, take care of something. And I started digging this hole uh, in order to, uh, to plant something. And I, t- I did about three shovelfuls of dirt, and I had to go inside to get a drink of water. That's how pathetic I was. It just wasn't used to it. Let me tell you, I believe we have some muscle atrophy because we haven't really been placed in hardship uh, in our lives. Uh, some of us, let's be honest, the, the most difficult situation uh, that we've walked through has been maybe a relational conflict or a financial conflict, maybe with our job that we wanted a promotion, we didn't get it or whatever. Some of us, it, they haven't really been that big of a deal on, on the spectrum of, of things that are difficult. And now we're, we're being launched into one of the deepest holes in modern history, if not the deepest hole. But I'm here to declare to you that are followers of God, that there is no hole too deep that God cannot reach down and pull you out of. That no matter how great this situation is, I'm here to declare to you that God is greater. Would you do me a favor? Would you turn to somebody that is in your home right now and declare to them, say, God is greater. And if nobody else is in your home besides your family dog or pet, you tell your family dog or pet, say, God is greater. Don't tell your family cat because I don't like cats. All right. Um, But uh, just saying, all right, we've got to look at this. 
that God is greater. We got to remind our souls that God is greater. Let me tell you, yesterday was such a clarifying day for me because I got away and just, I wanted to get my head in a good headspace for this message today. So for the first time, probably in a week, I just turned the news off. I just completely shut it down. My whole countenance like rose, not just because I was praying in the word, I believe because I turned the media off. Because there's something about being constantly inundated with the media that just makes this situation feel more overwhelming than, than what it really is. And I know it's a big deal, and I don't want to discount uh, how much of a big deal it is. However, that when we're focused so much on the news and not nearly as focused on God, this situation can seem as though it's greater than God. It's kind of like, remember in 1989, this movie starring Rick Moranis? Uh, the movie was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know if you remember him as an actor, but he's one of my favorite actors in the 80s. Of course, he was in Ghostbusters. Uh, my favorite role, if I can just step in a tangent, was uh, Bob McKenzie uh, from uh, you know Strange Brew and they had this other uh, show that they did, The Great White North, but uh, Take Off You Hoser. Uh, how many remember that one? Uh, but anyway, so he starred this guy and he accidentally shrunk his kids and they did like three movies. I heard Disney's trying to reboot it. But I, I, I want to tell you something. It's easy in a situation like this to shrink God down. And, and all of a sudden, we need God to be big but we have spent maybe the last year, the last decade, shrinking God down to where our God is pocket size. And what I mean by that is we, we have started creating a pocket size version of God that doesn't disrupt us when we don't need him. He just kind of fits in our pocket and we don't have to really deal with him uh, when everything's good. But here's the problem having a pocket size God is when something really big happens to your life, pocket-sized God isn't able to help you in these situations. And we need to use this as an awakening to remind us that we don't serve a pocket-sized God, that God is greater than this pandemic, God is greater than this virus, God is greater than your trouble, God is greater, period. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at, at these four attributes of God that we just sang the song Waymaker. It's one of my favorite worship songs right now. And, and I just think of that song. He's, he's the Waymaker. He's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. He's light in the darkness. And these, these are proclamations that we need to speak out. We need to sing loud because we need to remind our souls of who God is. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to get them out. We'll put up uh, the verses on the bottom of the screen so you can follow along with us. But if you do have your Bible, I think it's worthy of, of getting your Bibles out and turning pages with us and, and seeing some of these things that, that we need to remind our souls about as far as God. He is our way maker. He is our miracle worker. He is our promise keeper. He is the light in the darkness. So I want to take you to the very beginning of our, of our Bibles. Genesis 1, verse 1. This is what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God, 
And that word in the Hebrew is Elohim, created, and that word is bara, created the heavens and the earth. Now, Elohim, the name of God, the first time our Bible mentions the name of God, Elohim, it's mentioned throughout Scripture over 2,500 times. Elohim, the name of God. But think about what this verse is saying to us. In the first five words of our Bible, we have this description of God that he is bara. He is our creator. And that word in the Hebrew is an interesting word, the word bara. It means to create from nothing. To create from nothing. That is powerful. So check this out. In the beginning, God tells us that he created time. When it says in the heavens, that tells us that he created space. And in the earth, that tells us that God created matter. So in the first five words of our Bibles, we find out that God is the Barah. He's the creator of time, space, and matter. Now, how does that have anything to do with our current situation right now? Because this tells us that God is creator of all all creation. He's a creator of all creation. And it's important for us to understand this, especially when it comes to this idea of shrinking God down to pocket-sized version God. Because he's a creator of all things. He He's not going to be able to be contained in your pocket. If you really worship God for who he is and who he's declared himself to be in the first five words of our Bibles, you're not going to be able to keep him in your pocket. And, and I tell you right now, he is going to be so much greater than anything that you can imagine. Now, I, I want to take you to a situation in the New Testament regarding Jesus and, and his life because, man, Jesus had so many fun moments with his disciples. And of course, a lot of times they would move from one destination to another destination via boat. They would uh, do a lot of ministry on the area of Israel uh, called Galilee. And so there is a big lake there. They call it the Sea of Galilee. And so Jesus would often take these little water taxis from one location to another location. But it says in the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, it says that one day when he was venturing out and going from one destination to another destination, they were taking uh, their little boat taxi across the lake, a big fierce storm happened and these waves came and the, the rain was crazy. It was so severe that the disciples honestly thought they were going to die. But yet Jesus was asleep on the boat. He was, he was getting some Z's. And so they panicked and they went and they woke him up. And, and this is what they told him. They said, don't you care that we're drowning? They were so mad and fearful and, and just panic stricken that they just started yelling at Jesus. And Jesus wakes up gets onto them, and then he goes and he calms the wind and the waves. But I think this is a really good story for us to hear right now because some of us, we're kind of like the disciples right now. We're panicking. We're anxious. We're maybe, you know, showing shortness uh, with people in our lives, and, and we're just maybe blurting out things because we're scared, and, and we're, we don't know how to process that. So we're short with our family members, and 
and, and we're just showing a really ugly side of ourselves. And, and even some of you right now, it's maybe you're, you're even having these conversations with God like the disciples have with Jesus. Like, like, don't you care that this is happening in my life? Some of you right now, you, you've planned a, a wedding for the last year, and now with this situation, you're being told that you're not going to be able to get married or or the wedding is is often definitely or at least a wedding ceremony and and maybe you found yourself in the same situation saying god don't you care about this some of you have been given your notice from your jobs because of everything being you know going on pause mode and and you got your papers saying that hey we don't need you anymore and some of you are are panicking and saying don't you care that I'm I'm losing my job Jesus don't you care God that this is happening some of you that work in the in the healthcare industry you're a first responder you're working in a grocery store your kids are out of school like God don't don't you see what's happening God I'm drowning in this some of you are thinking like I, I thought you know I I've served my time and I've got my retirement. But now, you know, I'm, I'm battling a stroke or my family member's battling stroke. I got chemo treatments. And now I'm being told that I'm, I'm in this high-risk category of this virus. God, don't you care? We all have had questions to God in one way or another about this, don't you care? But, but look at this and don't miss this, how Jesus responds. Check this out. Mark chapter 4, verse 41. The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. So Jesus comes out of the boat, right? And this is after, don't you care? He gets up. He calms everything down. And I want you to catch this. They were frightened over the storm, but they were terrified of someone who could actually do that. He is Elohim. He is the creator of all creation. Don't miss this, church, that the God that we serve is greater than any storm that would ever come in our life. With one spoken word, that storm has to listen and obey his voice. I want to put up this thought to you. When Jesus is at the center of your life, you will have the peace at the center of your soul because he is our Prince of Peace. So when you have God in your boat, you can have peace because the God of peace is with you. And so wherever the God of peace is, you are going to experience the peace of God. But you have to make Jesus the center of your life to experience peace at the center of of your soul. And some of you that are far from God, you haven't made that decision to let Jesus be the center of your life. Maybe you had a relationship with Jesus where he's in your pocket. Jesus didn't come and die for your sins and resurrect from the grave so that you could put him in your pocket. He came so that he could be the center of your life. Now, in yesterday's devotion, if you follow our daily readings, I I thought it was so powerful that it said uh, that we are given the scriptures to remind us of the ways that, that God has allowed people to endure and persevere. And it says, so that we might have hope. I was thinking this week, God reminded me of that story of Jehoshaphat, who was one of the kings of Judah. 
And, and he was put in a very difficult situation. He had everybody surrounding him. All of these countries that were surrounding him were going to invade him, and, and he had heard about it. And the word had gotten back to him as the king, and so he's having to make some kind of a decision about what he's going to do. What is his response going to be? And by the way, I don't care how you feel about our president or our vice president or any of our leaders for that matter. We need to be praying for them because they are dealing with some heavy-duty decisions every day right now. And we need to pray that God would give them wisdom from above, wisdom from God. But check this out. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, I want to just capture this idea of how God responds to Jehoshaphat's situation. And I believe God could have a very similar response for us as we seek him during this time, during the season, because he is our way maker. Check this out in verse 1, chapter 20. He says, Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with the sons or some of the Meunites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of Aram, and behold, there are Hazazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid. He was afraid. It, it, it's okay to admit that you're afraid, but look what he does with his fear. It says, And he turned his attention to seek the Lord. That's the difference maker. It's one thing to be afraid. And to be paralyzed in that fear, it's another thing to be afraid and to turn your attention and to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed, he went as far as to proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4, so Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Verse 6, and he said, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? Don't miss this, church. And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hands so that no one can stand against you. Do you hear what Jehoshaphat is doing? He's calling up the greatness of God. That God was greater greater than the enemy that was surrounding him. He was greater than the difficulty that was encompassing him. He's calling God to be who God is. He is Elohim. Check this out in verse 13. All Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. So the prophetic came up in this, in, in this space, right? They're all seeking God. And when you see God with all of your heart, God will show up 100% of the time. You seek, you will find. You knock and the door will be open. Ask and, and it will be given to you. So check this out. And he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Can we just pause and say Selah to that and just take a deep breath and say the battle is not ours, but it's God's. Right now, we need to trust that God is greater than this virus. 
We need to trust that God is greater than this pandemic. We need to trust that God is greater than the financial woes that this thing is causing. We need to trust that God is greater than the worry of any of our family members getting sick. Or, or we need to trust that God is greater than us losing our jobs and how we're going to be able to provide for us. That's it. That's what, that's what Jehoshaphat did and God showed up. So fast forward to our devotion yesterday. We had such a, we, our, our uh, men, we got together thanks to uh, Jade, our men's director. He got us on Zoom. This thing called Zoom is really cool. And we're going to be doing more Bible studies like this, by the way, online so you can still uh, be connected besides our service. And we're going to be uh, doing a live broadcast as well on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, at least that's what we're scheduled to do. And of course, Sundays at 10 a.m. like we're doing now. But we were just talking as guys uh, yesterday on our, on our Zoom Bible study, and something that Jade pointed out in verse 4, I thought it was really good. It says, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. That we might have hope. That stories like Jehoshaphat are in our Bible. Stories like the disciples having Jesus calm the wind and the waves is so that we might have hope that the same God that fought the battle for Jehoshaphat, the same God that calmed down the wind and the waves for the disciples is the same God that is moving for us right now in the middle of our storm. It's written so that we might live with hope. Let me tell you, for those people that don't have a relationship with God, for those people that don't even believe there's a God, I feel really sorry for them. Because there's not a lot of hope out there right now. But we as believers in Jesus, we as followers of Jesus, we have this hope. It's a living hope. Because the grave is empty. That Jesus is alive and he's moving actively in our, in our lives right now. It's encouraging to me. And that's why last week I said, <laughs> I'll put this up there again, that we're God's heavenly hope dealers. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but you are. You're God's heavenly hope dealer. There's a lot of people searching for hope. And God has filled you with all the hope we will ever need. And he wants you making some heavenly deposits into some hopeless people this week. Think about what, whether it's a senior that's been given the order to stay at home. Or, or maybe if it's a coworker that just got their papers that says they're no longer needed, you are God's heavenly hope dealer. Don't forget it. The mountain is big, but my God is bigger. The trouble is terrible, but my God can turn it from being terrible to make it something triumphant. The difficulty seems disastrous, but the hand of God is more than capable to touch it and turn it into a defining moment. Listen to me. God is greater, church. And this is our moment. This is our day to live with this hope that we've been declaring with our lives. It is our moment. And, and I want you to think about this as we just kind of end our time. In Romans 15, later on, in verse 13, it says this, and this is my prayer for all of you. This is my prayer, and this is the Apostle Paul talking to the followers of Jesus in Rome. And this is what he says. He says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy 
and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say that one more time. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with hope today by Elohim himself, the God of all creation, who is greater than your difficulty, who is greater than this virus. Be filled with that hope today. And let me pray for you. And we're just going to continue to worship. But Father, I just, I thank you for everyone that is watching this morning. I thank you, God, that in our homes, Lord, we can connect with your presence. That really there is a, a side message here for the church that, Lord, the church is never about a building. The church is about people. And now we're gathering in homes all throughout the valley, God, and, and you're with us. You're moving for us. And you're declaring today that you are Elohim, the God of all creation. You are greater than all of these storms that we face right now. And I pray that through your Holy Spirit, you would fill us up to where we're overflowing with this living hope. So it splashes on everybody that we have contact with God. Everybody that we work with, everybody that we live with, everybody that we're connected with, even on social media, God, may we be your heavenly hope dealers and create our own soak zone of the 10 seats around us, God, like SeaWorld. Help us to be that, God. And for those people that are tuned in, Lord, that are far from you, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak revelation and open the eyes of their heart so they might trust you, Jesus, to be their Savior, to be the center of their life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in today to another great message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on Spotify, iTunes podcast, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and then click the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be part of our family. For more information about our church, go to our official webpage at www.atmosphere.church. Finally, if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you and really for others who are also desiring to grow in their faith? To make a donation, simply go to our website and click on the tab that says Give. Your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Until next time, we pray you will keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love. Bye.